Zanzizi Zambibi. Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. Zanzizi Zambibi. fantasy yeah <laughs> that. Uh, welcome to the zanzizi podcast i am here with my good friend from across the way not across the pond but across the great plains if you will mr michael sure. Rapares, wiki wiki Pares again hi thank thank you for having me of course you were gracious enough after I came on to uh, Vigigame to also beforehand do a Court Jesters episode, but this is our our second. So we gotta we gotta. I think before we got silly, but we're gonna get serious because we're gonna enter the land of the tarnished. Ah, my favorite land to be in. <laughs> so before we get into it too much, uh, if you want to quick just reiterate your your show who i'm a huge sure fan sure of. uh people can hear me every friday on video game apocalypse uh apocalypse.com and i am misspelling that on purpose because it is v-i-d-j-a game apocalypse uh we talk about video games every week i think you're going to be on this week with the episode that we're recording and uh which may not line up with when when this goes out but uh, we we do like a top five that kind of covers all over video game history, and then we take a break and we talk about new releases and news that week. So it's it's both uh, timeless and topical. It's um, true. Vigigameapocalypse.com. Yes, Vigigameapocalypse.com. This is going to line up with a Friday release this week. So oh, fantastic. You get a, you synergy. Get a, you get that synergy, baby, because I'm finally caught up and doing it right. Finally. <laughs> like people, I, people can listen to both of our shows instead of or while they play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which will also be out. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of which, I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, a... We're specifically we're going to be talking today about an icon of the video game world, the Let Me Solo Her player, mm. which is I feel like a happy story, and sometimes we don't get a lot of happy stories in the video game world. Yeah. Um, but coupling the FromSoft and the Elden Ring of it all, obviously you mentioned Tears of the Kingdom. Um. And we're all looking forward to that, believe me. We just popped a Legend of Zelda episode out today, and I couldn't be more excited for Tears of the Kingdom. Now, speaking of RPGs, Michael, what was what's your take on the From Software uh, games and, and, and your experience with Elden Ring and such? Well, I mean, I'm, I don't really... I, I was kind of intimidated at first because of the grimness and you know the fact that everybody talks up these games as though they're the hardest things imaginable it's like oh it's it will punish you and you'll you'll love it and really what it came down to is like once once i started playing them i started realizing like okay these it's not so much that they're crush about crushing difficulty they're about knowing and understanding your limits and the limits of what you can do and pushing against those constantly so 
you know, you can generally tell when you go up against a boss in one of these games, like if it wipes the floor with you immediately, like I probably need to go grind a bit uh, or, or do something else before I can tackle this thing. But like if you can do just a little bit of damage and you start to realize what its tells are, then you like, OK, I can hang. I can. This will take me like 40 tries, but I know I can do it. It's just a matter of persistence. And I love that feeling of finally, finally coming through and, and beating a boss. But Elden Ring, I absolutely loved. I felt like it was a revolution in open world game design uh it it followed like the um zelda breath of the wild philosophies in all the best ways where it's just like creating sight lines to interesting things rather than telling you here's a map marker go here which it still kind of does like you will just uh like oh what's that in the distance i'm gonna go check it out why why am i hearing this this bell ringing I'm like oh my god what the hell is that thing it's a <laughs> mausoleum on four legs stomping around i got i gotta go right up to that and see what that's about those octopuses so, look angry yeah <laughs> um i just remembered it was because you said grim and it was grim mm -hmm. who was mm -hmm. on the episode who brought up dark souls ah. demon souls um and I remember the way he talked about the the series specifically, and that's what really made me want to check it out. And in full disclosure, the first couple times I tried to play Dark Souls, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. It's it's too mm. hard. You know yeah. this this game this doesn't even make sense. Who would want to play a game that's like ghosts and goblins, Nez era, just dumb hard? But, yeah, just kicking your ass constantly. Right. But I think, like you were saying, once you learn to have patience, it's it's definitely one of those games that opens up kind of this, this realm of possibility that I think has been lacking in certain other games and titles f for a while now. And I think that's why FromSoft really filled a void where where mm. some some series or some games may may not have been in a world where microtransactions and things like that were kind of taking over but what what I really really appreciate about about the and and I'll get into it a little bit with some information I I do want to kind of talk a little bit about the game so as we mentioned Elden Ring it's a 2022 action role playing game that was developed from uh, by From Software, published by Bandai Namco Entertainment, and directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki, with mm -hmm. world building provided by fantasy writer George R. R. Martin. Yeah, Whew. and Oops. as you you have mentioned before that you you're an you 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 read his stuff too as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, the Song of Ice and Fire series. We're not going to call it Game of Thrones. No. And, uh, I've made yeah, and and I don't think we're ever going to get the sixth book. <laughs> we'll get three more Dunkin' Egg stories and like a exactly pre a, a prequel to like the the youngest, most inept Baratheons line or whatever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um. So, Elden Ring is presented through a third-person perspective. Players freely roam its interactive open world. The six main areas are traversed using the players character steed torrent as the primary mm -hmm. mode of travel which that was definitely a moment of ooh in the game when i was like because it again it, it's not one of those games that automatically things pop up and it tells you what to do 
where some games are just like hit R2 or X and this will open mm-hmm. up this menu, then, you know, you have to kind of figure all this stuff out on your own. Which is surprising that even Elden Ring isn't necessarily, it's not stripped of its from software ness. It's just kind of in a weird way mainlined. And I think a lot of that has to do with its open world. Um, during planning, From Software wanted to create an open world game with gameplay similar to Dark Souls. The company wanted Elden Ring to act as an evolution of the self titled debut of the series. Miyazaki admired the work of Martin, whose contributions he hoped would produce a more accessible narrative than those of the company's earlier games. I, I full, did you play a lot of the other games too? Um, I played a little bit of all of them, probably played the first Dark Souls and Demon Souls the most, and then a bunch of Sekiro, and I just kind of hit a wall in Sekiro where I was like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and oh, and Bloodborne, I love Bloodborne. I think I got uh, platinum in Bloodborne. Oh, wow. One and played, started like a new game plus, and uh, then it got like really difficult, and it's just like, oh, but I... I I can only, I'm in New Game Plus, but now I have to be in the campaign to access the DLC. So I never oh. played the DLC, even though I heard it was really, really great. But. Have you, um, see, I, I have, and I had this inkling when I, when I played Bloodborne that it was kind of similar to like almost like a gothic steampunk vibe. D- much different than what I saw from Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Just a, a different vibe altogether. And I've also heard... Oh, the, yeah. The hugely l- different vibe. And you said you got a platinum in it. Do you, you know, I'm, I might be wrong about that, actually. I don't I don't want to lie about platinums. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a hangable I think, I, think I might be misremembering and just felt very proud of myself for finishing and getting most of the trophies, but... Is it uh, is the lore as memorable as, say, something like Elden Ring? Did you think... Oh yeah, like yeah. It, it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it goes from sort of like you know Victorian uh, werewolf horror, like oh there's some sort of plague, and then it gradually gets bigger and bigger until like you're dealing with cosmic horror, and uh, you know people, people, a lot of people compare it to Lovecraft. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like an essential part of Lovecraftian horror is heroes who are in like way over their heads, and mm-hmm. I never really felt like I was in way over my head. Like I always felt like, well, I'm relatively competent to handle the situation, and I understand what I'm doing and uh, how to succeed. But uh, I is that a game that you would recommend to people who enjoyed Elden Ring, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hugely. See, I have a guy that works next to me who's a massive FromSoft fan, and every day I come in and I'm like, I think I want to go play Bloodborne. He's like, no, Dark Souls 3. Hmm. So I don't know. It, it feels like there's a lot of opinions when it comes to that. But I feel like me and you, especially with the games that you like, we kind of align in similarities. Yeah. I mean, you know, I played a bit of Dark Souls 3. It never quite clicked in my head the way that Bloodborne did. Mm-hmm. But... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. I'm sure somebody's listening to me right now and going like, No, you're so wrong! Opinions suck! I hate you! Yeah, well, you can die in that It's like the Dark Souls podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. And to those people, I say, you know, touch grass, take a break, eat a Mm -hmm, Reese's, mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Um, So, 
Elden Ring received critical acclaim. Critics praised its open world gameplay systems and setting, but some criticized its technical performance. It won multiple Game of the Year awards and sold over 20 million copies. Wow. It's, it's far and away the biggest uh, game that FromSoft has released. Yeah, it was one of the biggest selling games of the year. And yeah, uh, yeah. like, I, I think it's it's probably like it's still difficult, but it's easily the most approachable from software game. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's the easiest, but it felt a lot less punishing than some of the earlier ones. I wonder if that comes from just how beautiful the game is and the mechanic of having that fully open world. If people mm-hmm. give more leeway and that because it's yeah. like well i can just stare at this this beautiful vista and maybe you know take a meditative pause before i get rage filled yeah. and post on you know reddit rather than just well, you know yeah well also there's like there's always so much to do and so many places to go that if something is giving you serious trouble you can just fuck off and go like i'm just gonna go over here for a while and fight some lower tier bosses Mm -hmm. and uh that you know get get buff so i can go back and and fight godric or whatever exactly is that that's how I handled like the first hours of the game. It's just like, yeah, God Godric and Stormville, like and and even Margit, like they just seem so impossible yeah. the first time you go up against them. And then you just kind of wander around like I'm gonna fight some other bosses, let's see what I can do against this dragon, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it it very much encourages that kind of just just poke at the world for a while and experiment, and you'll find something fun to do that's on your level. I def- you can enjoy. I definitely agree with that because I, I clung to that first hillside when I mm-hmm. you first come out of the ground there and you're like, whoa. And you yeah. see that guy on the horse and you're like, mm, no, no, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, don't don't want to don't want to cling too much to that hill because that guy is close to that hill. That's so. <laughs> right. But initially mm-hmm. I just kind of wandered down to the water and I'm like, cool water. And then I'd like stab something and run away. Mm-hmm. Um, much like a kid with ants, but it, uh, it, it continues on. And like you said, you, you slowly, and then eventually you're just, you, you're not even scared anymore of that, that main area. Cause you find a whole new world up North to be scared yeah. of. Well, it's crazy because like, you know, finishing that game, like when I, when I first started playing that first area, Limgrave, it mm-hmm. feels so enormous and yeah. there's just so much ground to cover so much to do. And then, like, after finishing the game, I went back to it and was like, this feels like Toy Town. I know exactly what the borders of this area are. It is tiny compared to the rest of the world. I know everything I need to do. Let's just go mop that stuff up right now and go stomp Godric and get through Stormvale. And yeah, yeah, it's it's weird the second time around. It it is. And uh, yeah. And then you get to like the. I can't think of that. Remember the the name of like the dead the dead like rot area of the game, but just thinking of um, yeah, uh, what was it Caled? Caled? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna call it something else, but it it has this just disgusting, almost like a uh, Hieronymus Bosch meets Salvador Dali kind of vibe mm. to it. Um, yeah. Whoo, God, I love that game. It just honestly, yeah. anytime I talk about it, it just makes me want to play it again. Which there is an expansion coming uh, that was announced in February of 2023. That's very exciting. Shadow of the Air Tree. So this leads me to Let Me Solo Her. Also, uh-huh. no, also known as Klein uh, Tsuboy. 
is a video game player whose assistance of others in the 2020 Elden Ring has been widely acclaimed within the game's online community. The player specializes in the game's millennia boss fight, known among the most difficult fights in the game developer's history of high-difficulty fights. Now, how, how did you... This is an optional boss. Mm-hmm. Did you take on Millennia alone, or of did you? Yeah, <laughs> good yeah. man. Well, no, well, here, here's here was my secret, and I'm sure this has been nerfed. Oh yeah, I got a thing called the Flame of the Red Mains mm-hmm. that was very powerful and could stagger just about anything, mm-hmm. and I used that a lot. <laughs> I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit. Um, I, I feel like any any advantage that you can get in a game like this, even if it quote unquote feels like cheating. As long as you're not actually cheating, you should take advantage of because the goal here is survival. Uh, but but that that one, Millennia, I think I beat her. I want to say on like the third or fourth try. Yeah. Um, so and and I I actually thought some of the later bosses were a little tougher. Like yeah. I, I had more trouble with the fire giant, I think, than Millennia. I would say yes. The fire giant was one of the harder battles that I fought, and it didn't. See the thing about it with Millennia is I think people have issue with her the the width of her attacks mm-hmm. can be tricky to time and roll, um, but there are you know kind of I I don't think it's as hard as Legend would be I think at the time yes it was it was kind of like especially because people are completists nowadays. I could see how that would be frustrating, especially if it was an optional quote unquote bo- quote unquote boss. Um, yeah, but I, I also got a lot of use out of like the, there's that one ability that lets you basically summon a copy of yourself. The mimic tier, yeah, 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 yeah mimic tier. Yeah, I, I got a lot of use out of that. Which fun little thing if you're having trouble with that, and and no no advice is bad advice when it comes to this game. Mm-hmm. If you strip yourself naked before you go into that fight. It's a little bit easier because you can put all really? your shit back on before it. Uh, you, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, anyway, so this 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 guy is 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 awesome. So after playing through the game, the player put about two hundred hours into the Let Me Solo Her character. He began volunteering to assist players through its in-game player summoning feature, which I think is, I think that's great. I think that's actually part of what even more so heightened my enjoyment of the game mm-hmm. is the fact that during the quintessential moments of the game, those, those incredible boss fights, you could have your buddy jump in or, you know, meet somebody who could potentially be a, just a friend in, in, in your game playing adventures. I, I love yeah. that. Um, There's a weird sense of community and oh, I think yeah. it's it's heightened by the the messages that people leave all over mm-hmm. the place, which has been like a hallmark of uh, the souls born since Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. But it was weird. Like there were a couple of times where like my internet was out and I tried to play and I noticed a huge difference. It's like there, there's nothing warning me that there's a monster around the next corner. Uh, man, I, I feel I feel like part of my perception has been cut off. So you you feel like this weird camaraderie with other people who were playing. It's very true. And, you know, nothing. One of the first stickers I had to buy was the turtle with the dog question mark underneath it. Like I, I had. Oh, to have, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was one of my favorite. <laughs> it's just a just and it didn't matter how many times I saw it. Just silly enough to be perfect. 
Yeah, I don't understand why that caught on, but I love it. <laughs> referring to the turtle pope as a dog. Yes. Um, so, uh, he volunteers to help people assist players through its in-game summoning feature, defeating millennia hundreds of times while wearing no armor, but a jar as a helmet. Now, I listened to an interview with this guy, and it's interesting because he did go back and forth. Like, initially, he wanted to have the wolf head armor as mm. his character but as the more and more he thought about it and the way that internet memes catch on it makes sense and kind of harkens to the the other it, having that player have that characteristic i think it's perfect mm. personally just the yeah the, <laughs> The new There's guy. a guy who looks as dumb and weak as possible, and he's gonna go solo millennia. <laughs> I no like... armor, no clothes, just just a <laughs> loincloth and a pot on his head and some swords. The the noble hero we deserved. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Videos of the players nearly flawless and repeated performance became popular on social news website Reddit, leading to no- notoriety and fan art. And I've seen some awesome fan art of this guy. Oh. Uh, beginning on April 11, 2022, players began posting to the social news website Reddit telling of experience uh, experiences when meeting this character online. And that was initially, I remember people, because this caught on fast. I, I think I initially heard about it, like a, a friend of mine sent me a video of like, have you heard about this? This is crazy. Um, they were telling of their experiences on Reddit by uh, by which a player known as Let Me Solar Her was summoned into their session to help them fight Millennia. The post described immaculate precision in dodging the difficult bosses' manifold strikes with minimal injuries. Wow. The summoned player's name and appearance also projected confidence. The name Let Me Solar Her signals to let this player's face solo the boss alone. Which I think is cool. Uh, it is a rare form of communication in a game designed to restrict players to communicate solely through animated gestures. So not only was this one of those things where you would summon somebody and duel fight together, which is, mo- I mean, I never had somebody just come in and solo a boss alone. You would do it together. But this person yeah. would literally take on Millennia alone, which is just crazy to think about when most of these bosses are going to nuke you know you yeah, yeah. alone anyways well and it's like just you know saying you you'll just get in my way just <laughs> right. do it. It, it which leads to the even more just like 80s action hero vibe of this entire thing uh the summon player also fights naked as i mentioned without armor except for a jar as a helmet the lack of protection means greater agility and dodge speed and distance it also continues a tradition of Souls players who fight naked or with wacky armor to boast to boost their ability. Uh, okay. Let Me Solo Her quickly rose to legend within the game's community between widespread reports of the player's deeds and idiosyncratic costume. Several posts about Let Me Solo Her became the most upvoted on Elden Ring's community page on Reddit. Fans created art and 3D models. I saw some of those online. Nice, yeah, yeah, I saw some of those too. 
to you. My, my favorites were the imitators. Are you are you, are you oh, already yeah, planning to cover that, those? Yeah, I'm totally going to be talking about those. Okay, okay I'll Which, hold off. Um, no, no, no. It's totally cool. Um, Let Me Soul Her later identified himself as Klein Tsuboy. I think it's Tsuboy, like Tsu, Tsu, T-S-U. T-S-U, B-O-I. This is a little preface to his training let me solo her had previously played other player versus player online games by from software and loved dark souls 3 he played through elden ring in the samurai character class advancing to its new game plus mode it took him 242 tries to defeat millennia wow damn i think most people after 20 kind of go i need a break from this yeah yeah the hell with this (laughs) But I will say it is one of those games where I found taking a break and coming back to it to be the most helpful. Mm-hmm. It was usually that first two to three, say, in the morning with a cup of coffee to really yeah. push to get through. Uh, yeah, there, there were plenty of times where I was like, you know, 3 a.m. and like 20 times against a boss, just throwing myself against like a brick wall and then give up and, you know come back like the next evening and like oh yeah i got it on the second try yeah which i mean that's a great feeling mm-hmm. the battle's design and difficult difficulty led him to want to assist others he appreciated the grace of her attacks and overall unforgiving character as a fight such as the notorious difficulty in dodging her waterfowl dance in time he learned millennia's animation and audio cues which i mean to me, that is the the one factor that you can always count on when it comes to video games is that no matter what, it's still it's still, you know it's still pixels and, and Yeah. It's, it's beatable. Game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He he began a new character and had put about two hundred hours into reaching level one hundred and seventy nine. Wow. Do you remember what level you got to? I do not. It was a while ago that I stopped playing. I know I I calculated I put 153 hours into Elden Ring. Something something like that. Um, A lot of that was uh, helping other guys or being helped in boss fights or uh, doing the multiplayer to the the PvP stuff. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I cannot imagine putting so much time. A hundred and seven level, one hundred seventy-nine. That's crazy. The yeah. character, <clears throat> this is uh, let me Solar's character uses dual wielded katanas. He chose to fight naked. Eventually, in the Souls tr- series tradition of the naked players being the most dangerous and feared because they will dodge hits, the jar was taken as a good luck charm from the character Iron Fist Alexander, a favorite of the players. I was going to say Alexander, the big pot guy that you find. That is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite moments of the game, especially when you're fighting General Rudan and you're doing all the summons and running around. Um, I just remember the the sequence with Alexander initially when he's stuck in the ground, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you have to go and do your hardest attacks to get him out. (laughs) Pretty just, great. <laughs> just a gigantic pot. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he plays uh, on Winds, 
Windows, Windows Smith mouse and keyboard rather than a controller during the afternoon and evenings Central Standard Time. So he is a PC player. Mm-hmm. Let me solo her estimated to have defeated millennia between 300 and 400 times by April 15th and has died many times to the boss. He has said he has no issues with other players joining in the fight when he is summoned. He was excited by the game community support for his quest. In fact, in the heat of his popularity, he didn't even tell his family. And uh, with, I mean, you're talking millions of views online i think he's most he does have a youtube channel which i'll link in the description for this this podcast but he um only one video has like a million views i think everything was really exploited via like the verge and ign and pc gamer people just reporting on the story now according to the verge though and this is leading to what you said michael uh there were there are people who tried to evoke the let me solo her kind of mm-hmm. character there were those those doppelgangers out there or copies basically and according to a verge article it says i tried to duo with let me solo her in elden ring and it didn't go well now this is a player who was playing and ran into someone unfortunately mm-hmm. it didn't end up being the sue boy yeah. Fine, Sue Boy. Before I reached Melania, a notoriously tough boss in Elden Ring, I had already heard a bit about the player named Let Me Solo Her, who, as their name implies, is fully capable of taking on the two-faced foe by themselves. I was surprised to find their summon sign last night, and even more delighted that they hadn't been quickly summoned by numerous other players who'd read all about their skills. I was so excited to have Let Me Solo Her in my game that I did, in fact, did not let them solo her. I thought I was helping by sending a, a few swarm of fly spells into the ring. They promptly left my game mid-battle. Mm. Wow. Didn't, didn't He said right there, let, let me solo her. So. I, I don't read the name, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah, but yeah, my, my favorites are the, can I talk about the imitators oh, a little bit? Go ahead. Bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, there were people who looked like let me solo her, but like if you paid more attention to their names, you'd let, see things like, let her solo me, which is a guy who just runs out there and immediately gets killed by millennia, or let me solo me, who commits suicide right out the gate and uh, just stabs himself with the, the blood moon katana and dies. Uh, I would love, especially if you were watching somebody like play that and be just so ecstatic and then just watch mm. them kill themselves. <laughs> like, oh no, he committed seppuku right in front of me. What here. happened? What was that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so in this instance, uh, after numerous tries by myself, I stumbled upon their summon sign again, and this time I knew to stand back and watch them masterfully take down the boss. The legend of Let Me Solo Her is alive and well. Just sit, relax, and don't try to help out. Um, an update to that, like I said, this wasn't actually the person... Uh, I didn't expect this twist. IGN spoke with a player claiming to be the real Let Me Solo Her, and apparently I played with Imposter, of which there may be many. While the person who joined my game did in fact solo her, the player speaking to IGN said they don't mind if others join the battle with them. He told IGN, I always wear a jar on my head, and I do not bail on any Millennia boss fights, even if they try to help. If the host of other summon 
if the host or other summon decides to help, I have no problems whatsoever. So I think that's amazing. Now, I had mentioned some different numbers there. I wanted to make sure I had the most current numbers for this uh, this this night of the Elden Ring, this Elden Lord, if you will. Mm-hmm. Let Me Solar Her has played a thousand hours of Elden Ring. Oh, my God. As of March 2023 and beaten millennia 4,000 times, even going as far as to playing the game with all millennias as bosses and enemies, which that was a more wow. recent yeah. article that came out that I saw that he had actually... Yeah. Took him a while to do it. <laughs> Because I, I remember, like, reading he was going to do it, like, it seems like weeks ago. And yeah. And then it was just like, oh, he finally did it. Like, oh, wow, that's amazing. This was one of those things that I, like, I had basically searched. And, and I hadn't necessarily kept up on it because, you know, there's a million things going on. And I think the most concurrent level amount of uh players that i saw as of this spring was about eighty-one thousand, which is kind of a pretty big dip when you consider you know around 20 million ish players on different platforms Mm -hmm. um let me solo her as i said he uh he received a great deal of praise from everyone iconic elden ring player let me solo her has received a congratulatory sword from the game's publisher Wow, mm-hmm. and that's res- pretty great. I think that's. I think it's awesome. I think if I, when El- Elden Ring two comes out, there should definitely be a some sort of a tribute. In response, mm-hmm. Bandai Namco sent the player a box sword complete with map scroll and wooden plaque with the message "Congratulations on your great accomplishment." Damn, I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Remember when you had to go through a ridiculous uh, contest to win a sword from a game publisher with, with uh, Atari and Sword Quest? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's, that's so cool. It's amazing to think that uh, a player can be recognized by the creator. Yeah. Kind of like a... And that's ultimately, I think that's that's the one of the best ways anybody especially for that just that tired old kind of way that parents would would say you know you're not going to get anything playing video games all day get out Mm -hmm. there and get a job or whatever and it's like shut up mom maybe i'll get sent a sword by bandai namco yeah (laughs) miracles can happen yeah you can't live your dreams you can't that that really does speak to an amazing dedication though like you know beyond this just being a a public stunt like mm-hmm. you you have to really be dedicated to play this for thousands of hours and just hone your craft mastering this one boss mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy yeah in i you know i guess there i have a few more things i'll say about it before we kind of start to wrap up but i i guess one other thing and i didn't know if this was enough to to warn an entire episode but i think realistically i at least at one point wanted to cover it because i just in a world where things can be so politicized and and things can be so us against them or you know just constant discourse online 
this just seems like one of those really sweet stories about yeah. a, a game that can at least bring people together in that joy of discovery in in that classic video game way. And realistically, what this guy did, I think, was just cool. And, and yeah. kind of, for once, just a good story in the video game world that I, I think... I think we can all appreciate as gamers. Yeah, well, like who who would have thought in a in a game that's you know marketed to be so punishingly tough as Elden Ring that like a genuine hero would emerge from the community and get all this admiration? Like, oh yeah, this this one guy is a legend just for fighting this one boss over and over again and helping helping other players with the toughest boss in the game. Like, here you can keep all the spoils. I just want the experience. Right. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And cheers to that man. And I appreciate what he's done. So he did get to share this image and he does have his own Twitter handle, which I will share with the episode when it when this comes out. In response to receiving this incredible uh, sword from Bandai Namco, he said, I can still remember my first experience with the Soulborn series and almost quitting because of Ludix Gundry. Gundir Gundir in Dark Souls 3 said Sue Boy quote I'm glad I persisted and went on to enjoy the game because this community is one of the most passionate and dedicated people I've ever seen in a game and I'm proud to be a part of it aww that's That's awesome yeah Mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad to see some warmth and love out there damn it and it's in one of the, <laughs> one of the most punishing game series but yeah. I think I think truly one of the most rewarding so well Michael Absolutely. Thanks for coming on my friend well, thank you for having me on. This has been a short episode. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. At least by my standards. Vigamepocalypse.com, <laughs> three hours every Friday, roughly. <laughs> Closer to two and a half. Closer to two and a half. Yeah, but it's fun, you know? And like I yeah, said, and, yeah. I, I have, and it's coming full circle here. We're doing this episode, and realistically, I wouldn't be doing, even be doing an episode about this if it wasn't for your show back in the day and Grim oh, mentioning thank you. Mentioning yeah. the uh, amazing creator that created this game, so yeah, I'm glad we could be an inspiration. True. Yeah. Still, still remembering. Uh, I, I was at like some Namco event in Vegas years and years ago, and I was talking to somebody. I don't think it was Miyazaki, but like he was the the president of From Software at the time, and just this this guy in a suit sitting there looking defeated, and like I tried to have a short interview with him. And, you know, it was like, it, this This was when Dark Souls was first announced for PC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, what, why are you bringing this to PC? And he said something in Japanese and the interpreter said, like, he doesn't know they made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, pl- like, he, he was just like, I don't play on PC. I don't like PC. I don't understand why people play on PC. <laughs> but, okay. Uh. Thank you for your candor. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Please, if you get a chance, uh, rate and review. Michael, wh- um, one more time, where where can people check you out? You said vigigameapocalypse.com. Yep. 
They can find me videogameapocalypse.com. They can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Uh, they can follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparaz, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And uh, we just did a show last week about like weirder adaptations of, of Hoth from Star Wars, like Star Wars games that had weird Hoth levels. And this week, the one that you're going to be on, I believe we're going to be doing Zelda sequels. So uh, because this is a Zelda sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, that's coming Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Like it's it's rare that Zelda games get like direct sequels, like very obviously every every Zelda is a sequel to every other Zelda. But there's a very complicated timeline and very rarely is it the same link from game to game. So very true. Talking about a few of those. So it should be a fun time. Awesome. Come check us out, videogameapocalypse.com. Thank you for letting me do that extended spiel. Oh, for sure. It's my favorite video game podcast, hands down. I've been oh, listening. Thank you. Thank you. Been listening since episode one, and I'm. Uh, wow. I, I continue to do so. Hey. <laughs> you're, you're, you can solo our podcast. That's true. And uh-huh. you know what? It's It's always a great time and a great listen, so check it out. Anyways, that has been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday for a brand new episode. Have a great one, guys.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.